Oh my god! There's trouble at Disneyland and on a hike. On today's episode of the I Scary Podcast, we discuss happy places gone wrong. And the episode starts right now. Ready for something scary? Okay! You're in the right spot. The Ice Scary Podcast collects spooky, creepy news stories to discuss and give you chills. Whatever. Just so you know, hosts discuss topics they've just learned about and have no prior knowledge. Their views are just for your entertainment. Woo! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Ice Scary Podcast. I'm Ann Kimbrough, and today I have my co-host Mike Pashek with us. Hey, how are you? Mike, by the way, is a guy you'd be really happy to have along with you if you were in a scary alley or a dark spot, <laughs> right? You want some? Yeah, I don't. Not much scares me. Ooh. Well, we'll see about that. That sounds like a challenge. <laughs> really? Let's jump right into it, shall we? Sounds good. Cool. Um, our first story is called Death at Disneyland. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves Disneyland, but some people love it a little too much because their request is to be scattered there when they die. Hope this makes you happy. Mom, I'll miss you. Ew, what did that guy just dump in the water? (laughs) I would never have thought that that would ever be an issue at a public place. Me neither. I mean, I'm going to look at people closer next time I'm at Disneyland, aren't you? Well, are they taking it in like in their pockets in plastic bags and then just trying to really just sprinkle it out while nobody <gasps> sees them? Good question. Let's throw it over to Sydney to get the full story of what's going on at the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. News. Death at Disneyland from The Mirror. The happiest place on earth is also a popular resting place, at least for relatives that secretly try to scatter a loved one's ashes throughout the grounds. Disney has stated in the past that it does not tolerate such actions and that they are a health violation. Park employees, known as cast members, call the phenomenon a code grandma and allegedly close rides often to clean up after an incident. The most popular spots are the Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Insiders report it's a real issue, with ash scattering happening at least once a month. (laughs) This is a little bit more odd, odd funny instead of scary, isn't it? The first thing that comes to mind when we're talking about this is the movie Shawshank Redemption when he's... He digs out his cell and he's putting yeah. the, the sand in his pockets and then just slowly, but at least, you know, that's not a dead person, right? Yeah. And he's got it in his pockets and he's using his hands. But if you had ashes from a dead person, you'd have to have it in a bag or some kind of container. It would just be too disgusting otherwise. Right. And you have, I mean, they don't, obviously they don't frisk you going into Disneyland, uh, but um you could have bags of a person, of a person. You could have ash in bags and then just slowly take them out. I mean, if I saw someone with a baggie, I wouldn't necessarily, 
you know, be looking close to see what is it? Is it oh, something gray? It could be a bag of peanuts, or it could be a bag of. It could be powder, whatever. like protein powder. Sure. I mean, absolutely. And if they suddenly dumped it, I would be like, oh, I guess they just didn't need it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but not now. And now I'd be like, um, excuse me, is that a grandma? <laughs> Code grandma. Well, you know what I'm going to be doing the next time I'm at Disneyland standing in a lineup? I'm going to tap the person on my shoulder and say, hey, did you hear about the story about blah, 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 blah? Oh, I, I thought you were going to be like trying to find someone doing it. No, 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 no. I'm just okay. going to warn a lot of people and they'll be look at me and go, that's disgusting. <laughs> that's good line uh, conversation though. I like that. Yeah, that's a good way to start a conversation. <laughs> so my thing is if, if you were going to do this, so let's think of it from that point of view, what were the, what, what steps would you take to do it and be successful? Cause we, you know, you're being watched on these rides. Because they're trying to watch people from getting well, out would, of the rides. You know, it depends on how much you wanted to spread. If it was just a little, I mean, not the sandwich bags, but maybe a smaller size bag that you Snack get. Snack size? Yeah, or whatever. Or, you know, sometimes you get electronic things in a really small little baggie. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so something like that. And I would have it in my sock, right? Because nobody, if they pat you, they're going to pat your your pockets and your up here. They don't go down to your socks too often. So that would get me in the door. Yeah. Once I'm in, once I'm in the park, um, I could have that baggie in my pocket and maybe just snip a little corner of it. So it, you know how you oh. could just seep out, yeah, and just have that like, in my oops. hand. I mean, yeah. do you think they they you know they they have the right to throw you out of the park? Do you think they're going to throw you out of the park for that? I mean, because to me, I think that is like illegal. I want to say that yeah. it's some kind of it's got to be a health violation. It's right? a health violation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They said it in so, the article. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, to me, that's like, you know, think of pirates. No, not, well, the pirates ride has a lot of like sand and stuff. That yeah. air, though, it's rushing. So I feel like it's cleaned out, but not the haunted mansion. The haunted mansion no. to me seems covered in dust. So, I mean, that place could just be, how do they clean that? <laughs> I'm wearing my mask the entire time <laughs> if I ever go back to, to uh, Disneyland. <laughs> Well, now, so, but what if you wanted to, so there are bones in the pirate's ride. What if someone was really, I mean, I don't know how you would get a bone of a loved one because uh, I don't know how you do that, but, but you could just, do you think they would notice if there was a new bone that just was throwing like, bones out of the ride. Just a femur, a toe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Bad. I don't know if you're going to be giving ideas to other people watching this oh. podcast. <laughs> Sorry, that is, this is a disclaimer. Do not do this. This is just for entertainment. Yeah, um, I find this kind of interesting. I mean, it's freaky, and I, you know, and I do have a trip planned for Disneyland. Uh, in the not too distant future. So I want to actually catch someone in the act. That's what I want. <laughs> so you're going to be a detective this time around. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, hey, you know, I've gone before and I was all into getting the pins. So now this is just another sure. thing to, to scope out. So I know a lot of people, it seems, would take their ashes down to the coast and maybe even, you know, on a boat ride, you know, throw them over the, right. into the sea or like, walking down the coast and just drop it into the sand which probably isn't that you know sanitary either but i think out in the middle of the ocean it's a little bit different but still you're polluting the ocean with the remains of a dead person i don't know it just doesn't seem like like you should be able to do that i would bother me more if it was like 
a beach where people go and sand. Right. I mean, if it's like right. sort of a windswept uh, cliff or something. Yeah. I mean, uh, and into the water, the ocean, it's not going to matter. I mean, there's a lot of fish in the ocean and they're, they're doing stuff in there all the time that <laughs> we don't worry about. Yeah, I guess. I just know that anytime you've ever seen in movies where people scatter ashes, they almost make fun of it. And it always comes back in the people's yeah, faces. Right. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I would think that would be a problem too. If you're trying to do this at Disneyland, do you come out with it on your clothes? And someone's like, wow, what kind of ride is that? You get dusty. <laughs> yeah, you probably would. Yeah. Or it'd be I on think... your fingers or it'd be, oh, it's just... What if what if they decided that to let it loose in like one of the roller coasters rides? What's the uh, Space oh. Mountain now? That oh. one. <laughs> what if it was the person's favorite ride? I mean, I'm really making fun of this now. I'm sorry, but what if it's their favorite ride and that was their wish to be scattered <laughs> at the top of Space Mountain before you come down, or as you're going around? Whee! <laughs> I'm sorry. That's this one is. Like um somebody getting sick on a roller coaster and you're behind wow. them right yeah <laughs> well i did have the very first time i rode space mountain um i went to get into the seat i'd never ridden it so i didn't really know what kind of ride it was if it had some water on it or whatever but my seat was wet <laughs> and if you know space mountain is, does not have water on it but i wouldn't sit down in it and there's nobody around to ask and so we were sort of edging forward and there's that last guy that sits up and he's like you need to sit down. I'm like, my seat is wet. Is it supposed to be wet? And they're like, no. <laughs> so instead of going to the right, we went to the left and they had to take us to the, we got to see this whole back area. And then they, everybody on the, the ride had to get off and they got us on a new one. But no, somebody yeah. had peed big time. There was a lot of water in that seat. And of course it wasn't water, but I did not sit in it. You're not making it the most inviting place to go anymore. <laughs> it's not the happiest for some people. I mean, I understand that desire that, you know, if somebody loved Disneyland, this is a way to feel like they'll their spirit will get to live there. Sure. If sure. that's the case, then maybe Disneyland is missing a bet. You know, they have all those those bricks that you could get the name of a person on. What if they buried people underneath those bricks? Yeah. Yeah. You know, a little, just a little, uh, just a capsule little capsule. Or something. Yeah. 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 They, they should take it to the next level. I feel like this is a money opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Headed off at the pass. Yeah. 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 Stop it. Yeah. Say, if you really want your loved one to live at Disneyland in their afterlife, well, here's a, here's a way. Yeah. I'm just saying might stop well, maybe, on some of these. Maybe the next codes. time you're there, you might have to talk to one of the cast members and say, Hey, Where's your suggestion box? <laughs> it, no, I, I know it's city hall. You go into their yeah. city hall on either side and you can leave any request you want. So yeah, okay. I'll, I'll put that okay. on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. We're going to shift gears a little. This one's different. Okay. It's called baffling hiking deaths. So this one starts out as a day hike on Devil's Gulch. What a perfect day. Let's skip some stones. The family of four go out for a great day, but when they don't return home. Have you heard from them? We had plans. No, not a word, and they aren't answering their cell. Friends sound the alarm, and a search party goes out to find them. But when they're located, 
they have all succumbed to some mysterious attack. We need to cordon off the area. We don't know what we're dealing with. Police shut down the area, desperate to find out what or who could have harmed this family. That's really sad. Wow. Oh, I should have done this one first and then the Disney one. Yeah. But let's jump into the news story and find out what happened to them. Sydney, take it away. News. Baffling hiking deaths from MEAWW. An entire family has been found dead on a hiking trail known as Devil's Gulch in California's Sierra National Forest. The healthy husband and wife, their one-year-old daughter and family dog all succumbed, baffling police as to the cause. Abandoned mine shafts in the area could have released toxic fumes. A lightning strike in the area was also considered, or perhaps something more sinister was at play. However, no physical trauma was discovered. There seemed to be no reason for the healthy and experienced hikers to meet such a fate until investigators found a unique and deadly killer. Police have now shut down a 28-mile stretch of the Merced River and closed all the campgrounds after discovering toxic algae blooming nearby. Police believe the whole family drank from tainted water. The investigation is still ongoing and the FBI are looking into the matter. So, yeah, so that is scary because it's a national park. You think they would, you would think they would have their water sources, you know, as clean as possible. And if there was some kind of toxic algae, they would have had it, you know. Well, it was hot. This was, this didn't happen that long ago. Um, And, you know, I guess the algae can bloom. They have no control over that based on the temperature and there were hot temperatures. Um. And these were experienced campers. They had water. They were just there for the day. Obviously, they had their little child with them. They weren't going to camp. They weren't there to camp overnight, but they had everything they needed. It, it begs you to, why would they all try some of this water? Why would you, I wouldn't, if I went hiking and I'm not an experienced camper, I wouldn't go drink water from a river. Would you? <laughs> Funny you mentioned that. Uh-oh. <laughs> yes, I guess the answer is yes. So I did a hike in Africa. It's called the Fish River Canyon. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a six-day hike. And you don't have to bring your own water because the water at the in the river is drinkable. Mm-hmm. So you need water to get to, you know, to get down. It's about a mile hike down. So you need some water at the beginning of the hike. But then once you're down in this canyon, you can drink the water. But it's when you put it into your container, it's like sand. Like it does not look like very Ooh. good water. And you could bring, you know, some type of pill or a little bit of Clorox if you wanted, if you wanted to just, you know, make sure. But we didn't. We just drank that water on the advice of the park officials or whatever, right? Right. So maybe these people, I don't know, maybe they ran out of water and that was the only source and they thought, hey, it's running water, it looks clean, let's just drink it. And they all, you know, had a drink all at the same time. Yeah. I mean, normally I guess it just makes people sick. So, I mean, you know, we're talking about a grown man that killed too, not just a little child and the dog, but 
I would imagine too, um, it did say they had water. So they had supply, they had stuff on them. So maybe it was just like, what could you get it if you're just splashing around in the water? Maybe they just cooled off. It was a hot day. They could have gone into the water. And in doing that, you are going to drink some of it. But obviously, maybe they just got a really strong, I mean, I don't know, toxic algae is freaky. Well, even if they were splashing about and, and as they're splashing, they're obviously breathing in. So they're yeah. all like, you know, breathing in all that, maybe the algae that's, and it gets into your lungs and maybe it could get into your system quicker that way. Oh, that's a good point. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's incredibly sad, just awful. I mean, it, it's once again, one of those things about nature. I mean, and, and I know we, you and I have done a story before about and experienced uh, hikers. Here's experienced hikers, and yet again, a bad turn of events. Well, you know, I th- there's always a story about an experienced hiker or experienced, um, you know, cyclist or an experienced whatever, and they, you know, they just get into a situation, and you know, the situation takes over, and they they can't recover from it, whatever it is. S- experienced yeah. swimmers, right? People who are just really good swimmers get caught in some riptide that's just so powerful they can't get out and they drown. Um, so, yeah, if, even if you're an experienced hiker, you can get in situations obviously like this one where, you know, you couldn't get out of it. It seems a bit random to me, too. I mean, that's kind of what, what's so sad about it. You have an experienced hikers, uh, a real, like, long shot of a thing to run across. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just, you know, I don't know, at some point you're just like, man, I, you know, you're, you're waiting your whole life for this uh, chain of events that just totally bit you. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't, I don't know how to wrap my head around that. I know that for me, listening to this story, I'm going to think twice about drinking water that's not from a water bottle or a good water source. When we were, when I was living in um, Canada, we were playing volleyball on this beach and the beach was closed. So there was no outdoor amenities. Like there was no place to get water or anything, but it was next to this river, which, you know, serviced the city. Right. So disgusting water. I went out and we, we would swim in it just to cool off. And so I swam out pretty far and (laughs) thinking this is the best way to do it. Just kind of spread it around and started drinking because I was so thirsty. But luckily, uh, I didn't uh, didn't succumb yeah. to anything from that. Yeah, I'm glad. I mean, yeah, just like nine times out of ten, they would have been able to go out and have a fine day and come back and no problems. Just this one right. time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I think the lesson to me in all of this is obviously they were doing what they loved. They were all together. Uh, you have to just live your life, right? You can't let these things weigh on you. Like, what if you take all the precautions? It might not work out, but usually it will. That's the opposite. Well, the strange, me. the strange thing about this is, and like a lot of these types of stories, is you don't know really how they passed away or how they died, right? True. You can you can surmise, hey, it was the toxic algae, and it, but did they ingest it? Did they smell it? Did they breathe it? Did they? Was there something else out there? Was there? True. You know, yeah. you just don't know, right? And yeah. that's the. Well, this That's goes back kind of to people part. saying bad things happen at national parks. And here's something that's totally freaky out right now. I mean, honestly, if you were a conspiracy theorist, you could say, oh, this is what they're blaming it on. But I think right. something else happened to these people because sure. we're talking about four living things that expired together. I mean, and it was yeah. almost like it hit them quite 
fast. I mean, I know they can't consider that there could have been a lightning strike, but to me, I'm sure there would have been physical evidence of that. I mean, you don't get a lightning yeah. strike. So, yeah. and they saw no physical evidence of trauma. So it wasn't another human being didn't do it to the, them. So right. I can understand how some people are like, well, this to me feeds those other options, aliens, I don't know, uh, <laughs> supernatural, ultra-dimensional, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I understand know. why the house, some people would say, yeah, there's yeah. there's some bad juju going on down there and um, maybe we should look into it more, but I, I don't, I yeah. don't. It's once again out in the middle of nowhere. And we've learned we've learned before that the national parks don't really keep too much of a list of who goes in and who goes out. Maybe they take a they know who's going in, but they don't know who's coming out. Yeah, I don't think they knew. In this case, it was the uh, family members um, uh, were concerned about him the next day. The guy didn't show right. up for work. The babysitter showed up, and they weren't there. So yeah, and they weren't planning to be overnight. So yeah, yeah. So they were out there. Over, their bodies were out there for a while until mm -hmm. they were located. So somebody must have known where they were going. Uh, because once again, yeah, it, it's true. You know, you don't have a tracking device on you. It's not like they yeah. can, uh, well, I guess they had their phones. But I'm sure there was no cell service there. No. no. Not in that area. So it's not like you can ping it. Oh. Uh, I'm not sure what the ultimate takeaway is, but um, I feel really happy that I don't do any hikes. <laughs> <laughs> not going to do it anytime soon. I'm definitely not well, experienced. Yeah, I think the takeaway is that you you just be as prepared as you can. And obviously, this guy was an experienced hiker. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes you can be as prepared as possible, and there's just nothing you could have done to, you know. So live life like to the fullest while you can. Yeah. That's yeah, what we'll leave so. you with. And yeah. come back for more I Scary podcasts. <laughs> Got to spin it for the show. I mean, I think both of these today um, kind of gave you the range of what we cover. <laughs> something that's kind of a lighthearted uh, freaky and then something that's totally tragic. And um, maybe we learned something from just talking about it. And definitely yeah. send out honors to those people and uh I always try to remember that we are talking about things that happen to real people. And I know it's, yeah. it's kind of, this is for fun in many ways, but um, I, I feel sorry for those that go tragically too soon. It's not. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's unsettling to hear those types of stories for sure. It is. But of course, that is why most of us tune in <laughs> to, to find those unsettling things. Does it make you feel a little bit better about your own life? Hmm. Mm. <laughs> Hanging out in my uh, office with my computer now sounds really kind of smart. Very safe. Very, very safe. Unless a meteorite hits my office. Wow. Oh, it's okay. It hit the neighbors. <laughs> Well, thank you, Mike, for joining me again for a couple episodes. We're gonna rope you in for a few more if you're up for it. Absolutely, just give me the give me the nod. Okay, great. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the I Scary Podcast. Hope to see you again really soon. Oh yeah. Everyone at I Scary Podcast would like to thank you, the listeners, for joining us, and thanks also to our newscaster Sydney Story our announcer, Zach Mercer, plus our Step Into the Story actors, 
Grinnell Morris, Sydney Story, Zach Mercer, and a couple IA programs. One from Speechalo, and the other is Synthesis. Last but not least, we get our sound effects from Zapsplat. <laughs> Join us again, if you dare. The Ice Scary Podcast is produced by Wyatt Pashik and Ann Kimbrough. Copyright April 2021.